This is True Parenting Audio, episode 44. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Today we're going to be talking about seven small daily parenting practices that make a big difference. I want to start out with a quote today, and the quote comes from Napoleon Hill. The quote is, if you cannot do great things, do small things in great ways. Vincent van Gogh also said, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. I'm not an old person. But I find myself more and more these days saying things like, well, society these days, or I can remember when. Sometimes these types of statements make me feel a little bit older than I am, but it's amazing to see how much today's society has changed even from what was happening 15 years ago when I was growing up. In today's society, everyone's looking for quick fixes and shortcuts, We want to find things that are going to give us the biggest bang for the buck. Not that people haven't wanted that in the past, but more so than ever before, we have things that can kind of give us that. And we do have so much instant gratification that we often want a pill to fix things or we want something that will change things overnight. We want to see those big drastic changes. And although there's no drive-through method for raising great kids and building amazing family relationships. There are some simple daily acts that can create greater impact than others, and they can help us to be the most influential parents that we can be for the effort that we put in. There's a rule that's often referenced by successful business people or professionals that they refer to as the 80-20 rule. The 80-20 rule is simply this, that 20% of your actions are giving you 80% of your return or your results. The concept of this is that if you can identify the 20% that are giving you the 80% of your success, you can shift your focus from that the other 80% of things that you're doing and put more time and energy into the 20% and get a greater return or a greater influence over what we're trying to influence. The same could generally be said of raising kids. I've found that there are a few things that when we practice on a regular basis, they multiply our influence and our efforts with our kids in other areas of our lives as well. 
These things aren't meant to be shortcuts, but rather to give us the greatest impact and influence that they can by consistently doing some very small things in our kids' lives. We can't necessarily be there all the time with our kids or intervene in every situation, but we can certainly do some of these things that, that we'll talk about today that will have an enormous impact both now that will give us greater happiness and enjoyment in our interaction with our kids, as well as in the long run, building a relationship that will endure. So I want to share with you seven activities that are some of these 20% sort of activities that exponentially improve our positive influence and make interactions with our kids more enjoyable and synergistic, so to speak. So number one is to read with them. Read a variety of books, read fiction and nonfiction. Story time is a favorite experience in our house. Our kids beg for more books all the time. Books are kind of my kids' television. Books provide an opportunity for kids to see things from an outside perspective. It's a non-threatening way to learn how to interact with other people, how not to interact with other people. It also teaches them things and it gives them an opportunity to visit new lands and be creative and to learn new things without sitting down and doing worksheets and things that just bore our kids. Just reading with them can have a huge impact on their life. Number two is to talk to them. Listen to them first. Let them tell you about their bumps and bruises, their victories and defeats. Listen with the intent to understand rather than to respond, criticize, and correct. If you listen now to the little things, you'll find that they will trust you with the big things later on. Also, share your life with them. Tell stories about your life. Share stories of how you met their mom or dad, about work, about play, about friends, fun times, and even struggles and hard times, things that you've struggled with in your life. There's a recent article in The Atlantic that shares research that suggests that storytelling in this way not only gives us an opportunity to connect with our kids, but it also builds emotional intelligence and empathy in, in children. My wife and I use bedtime as the perfect time to share these kinds of stories with our kids, and my kids love it. So number three is to play with them. It doesn't have to be long, and it doesn't really even matter what it is. But play with your kids. Do things that they like to do. Rough house. Build something. Play make-believe, or just get down on the floor and crawl around, or, or roll on the floor with them and have tickle wars. There's so many different things that we can do to laugh and play with our children every single day. Play is really children's primary language and their most profound way to learn and express emotions. It's good for the soul, both theirs and yours. Number four is to pray with them. I've found that the practice of prayer is a very, very powerful thing in my life 
as well as the life of my children and family as a whole. My children express wants and needs and desires and share what's most important to them more freely in their prayers than they do at any other time. They get to hear each member of the family petition God for help, guidance, and protection on their behalf, as well as practice and hear the practice of gratitude regularly. Prayer softens our hearts and brings us closer to the Creator we know to be our Heavenly Father. That's important and powerful to me. I know that not everyone in my audience is Christian or religious even, but I've found that the practice of prayer has been a very powerful thing in my family's life. Number five is to show physical and verbal affection. Say I love you. Make it a habit to offer those words in greetings as well as farewells. One of humankind's most profound needs is the need to be accepted and loved. We all want and need it. And as parents, we can take the guesswork out of it for our kids. They don't need to wonder if we love them. Share with them hugs and kisses often. Create special traditions of affection that are unique and special to you and them. Maybe it's butterfly kisses, holding hands, or letting your little ones dance on your feet. Whatever it is, different people experience expressions of love differently. And so it's important to show and to tell them of our love and affection. Number six is to eat with them. Family meals are becoming a lost art. There's more research evidence now than ever before suggesting that family mealtime is one of the best and most effective times to connect, teach, and socialize as a family. I know that family time can be hard for families as well because we're all there, we're sitting in one place, and sometimes it's hard for kids to sit still. It's hard for them. They may not like what's in front of them, and that can be a frustrating time because we're in such close quarters as well. But it can also be a time to connect and to talk and to understand each other and to be able to enjoy food together. Food's something that often brings people together. And in cultures all throughout the world, food brings people together. And it's amazing to sit down and to be able to, for a block of time that's as long as it takes for you and your children to eat your meal, you're there together. There are few other times like that where we know that we'll have that time to be together. And number seven is to tuck them into bed. Bedtime is often a time of struggle for a lot of parents as well, but it can be a time that's wonderful for everyone and everybody looks forward to. So a while back, I wrote an article about how to make bedtime awesome with your kids. If you have a chance, go back and look at that article. It helps to give some ideas about routines and things that we can do as parents to create a, a better bedtime routine and to really take that time to connect with our kids in a way that both we enjoy and they love as well. A lot of the other things on this list can be thrown into the bedtime routine and make bedtime some of the best experiences that we have our ki with our kids. 
It's a good time to talk with our kids. It's a good time to show affection with our kids. It's a good time to pray with them and to read to them. All of these different daily skills or daily parenting practices can be practiced at bedtime if we utilize that time effectively. So I asked the question, do we really want to make our daily efforts really count with our kids? I'm confident that these seven actions can be a great starting point. I'm sure there's other things that we can do as well, or very specific, unique things to your family that are points that give you the greatest amount of impact with your kids. What are those things? What are the things that are special to your family and your kids that help you to have the greatest impact? And how can we integrate those into our daily lives and do them consistently in a way that helps us to be more influential and impactful in the lives of our children? Come on over to trueparenting.net and come to the blog article, Seven Small Daily Parenting Practices That Make a Big Difference, and share with us some of your unique things that you feel like are most important for you to do each day with your kids to connect and to build cycles and patterns into your life and relationship with your kids that will bring the greatest impact and influence to their lives and to that interaction that you have with them. Thanks again for listening to True Parenting Audio. I appreciate every single one of the true parents out there that listen to the blog, that listen to the podcast and read the blog and share your stories and your messages with us on Facebook and all of your questions and feedback as well through email. If you have any questions or would like to send me an email, go ahead and email me at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. I love to hear from every single one of you. So thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. 